Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. I am Mark and she is Marsha and we are Computer and Technology Radio as the uh, nice lady just said. And if you've never listened to us before, thank you for joining us. We talk about all things technology, social media, entertainment, all kinds of news. Uh, Today's show, we're going to cover a lot of interesting topics like gift card scams, 5G, Amazon fake reviews, and some predictions that came place from 1997. So that should be interesting. Marsha, what do you think we should start with today? Oh, I don't know. I got to tell you, the gift card scams and the risk of the buy now, pay later deals that people are doing right now, because that's yeah, let's that's talk. a whole you know flashback to the olden days. But now they charge yeah. for it. So, <laughs> well, these gift card scams, frankly, I mean, I have a friend who was scammed by it, and really, it's really, well, it, I got a email from a friend. I think I talked about this on the show before. I got an email allegedly from a friend who said, hey, Mark, can you help me out with something? And I responded back because I knew who it was. Sure, happy to help you. And then I got an email back from her saying, could you go out? I can't. And she's in New York. And I wanted to, she wanted me to buy her Google gift cards because she Uh couldn't buy them (laughs) for herself. Well, first of all, I know this person and I know she would never ask me to do that. So, of course, I didn't respond, but I immediately called her and her son and they knew about the scam. But yeah, there are people are trying to get you by using people you know to buy you gift cards. Well, not only that, but it seems like every year I seem to have to replace my credit card because I'll use it somewhere. And you can you can take a look at your credit card history, like I spent something at a company in Florida online. Son of a gun, if it wasn't in Florida that someone tried to use my credit card at a Verizon place in Florida. But it was interesting, last night I paid a bill on PayPal. And this was a bill, you know, from a business. And I love it when businesses send bills via PayPal. But I got an alert on my phone, which was a text alert. And that was followed by a, a second text alert, which said, you know, you have tried to pay this much money on PayPal. Is it real or is it fake? Right. And I didn't click on that. I went to my email, saw there was an email, and I just went right to PayPal. And I approved the thing. And it then it said, attempt payment again. We have unlocked the account. So I thought mm. that that was the first time I've seen that. And yeah. I thought that was excellent. Because yeah. I'm so sick and tired of having to do new credit cards because it screws up your bookkeeping and the whole thing. Wow. Well, the best part of the story, actually, is a guy, his name is Jim Browding, Browning, decided he'd had enough of the scams. Uh, yeah. He was getting incessant calls from scammers disrupting his life on a general uh, basis. So he decided kind of to fight back. He started studying scammer tactics, and he nice. found out that many of them rely on the same script. So he used his computer skills working on computers to program a virtual PC, uh, sort of a safe and secure copy of a machine running an app on his real computer. Once he got connected to the scammer, he made them think he was a victim. He would then pretend to struggle with the Internet connection as he took control of the scammer's computer. 
Oh, my. Which is just genius. (laughs) He then downloaded their data, including lists of victims, notes, personal files. He also (gasps) used the connection to the scammer's computer to listen to conversations with the (gasps) phone app that they were using uh, in real time, finding out whether they were cheating someone. He estimated that he found disrupted more than a thousand scams and spent up to 12 hours per week on the task. So, uh, boy, he is the hero of the week, I got to tell you. Well, and I heard that. He uploaded videos to YouTube yeah. uh, to provide evidence to internet service providers and law enforcement, which is genius. Yeah, it really is a great idea. Uh, I mean, the loss of money last year in scams, apparently, according to the Harris Poll, was almost $30 billion, up from $20 billion in 2019. Right, so, and you compare that with regular credit card scams, where they just steal the number when you make a legit purchase, like I was right. talking about. I mean, it's become insane. It, it the safety fact that's why i've started when there's the option to pay via paypal right i just pay via paypal yeah i do through too. my bank or through my credit card that way it all goes through one place and there's no credit card involved and like i said last night that was very interesting yeah, you know, it's really strange. I, I, you just have to really be careful. Now, you know, on the show, uh, if you've not listened to us before, it seems like we have a we have a buy of the week every week, which is a uh, breach you know, of a the bargain. week. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we have a it seems like every week we have a, a hack or a breach of the week. So, what'd you find out about this? Well, this is just in. Well, you know, what can we say? It's just insane. Of course, it's insane, but it happens every week. And and this is just ludicrous that it keeps on happening. And, you know, one of the things I talk about with people on Twitter, you know, when I'm talking to the real smart people who have the startups and then there are all the big, big brains right. in the in the industry. And I say, you know, you've got a startup. How's your security? Did you put money into the security first or did you take all your, you know, investment money and put it in marketing? Because that's what they usually do. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Security is the last thing. They think about, and one would think a company like GoDaddy yeah, would have mega security, which is really interesting because you know they bought Security Security, and we had the founder of Security Security S U C U R I Security on with us several times, and they were bought out by GoDaddy, and one would think that they would have brilliant security, but oh no, uh, it seems that there was a data breach on 1.2 million customers and uh, the security officer discovered unauthorized access to its systems where it hosts and manages the customer's WordPress servers. And WordPress is what most people are using for their websites. So that's crazy. So it's the compromise happened around September 6th. Right. GoDaddy said it discovered it on November 17th. Now, excuse me. Yeah, two and a half months September. later. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, it's not clear if the compromised passwords were protected with two-factor authentication, but we always recommend use two-factor authentication if you can. Absolutely. Make your uh, fat passwords as complex as you can possibly remember them. <laughs> Because I, you know, I don't use like one per password or anything. Think about you know weird song lyrics, things like that. Um, but the information they got, usernames and passwords for their WordPress databases, uh, 
is a lot of information. And don't forget, if you want to be safe, every month or so, go to that website, haveibeenpwned.com. And that's run by a gentleman, uh, Troy, who actually, I think he works for Microsoft now. He's a security specialist. And you can put in a password, a login, you know, user ID, or your email address, and it will tell you if you are exposed on the dark web. And that's, that's important. That's important. So then those passwords you need to change. You know, I sometimes use, uh, and I assume this happens on your uh, Android phone. I think it's from Apple, if I remember right. They give you these, uh, would you like us to pick your password for you? And they give you a very complex series of numbers and letters. Yeah, Google does that all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I do it, you know, I mean. Me too, sometimes. And I I always shake my head and say, I'm going to regret this. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like. And then, you know, often the Google will uh, find your, you know, it will store your password so you don't have to open, uh, you know, your, uh, uh, you don't have to open your programs to try to figure out what they are. And iPhone does that, saves passwords for you. But I don't know about on Apple, but uh, on Android, Google, um, it works flawlessly if you're in a browser, but right. a lot of times if you're opening an app, I don't find the password pops up as often. Interesting. Have you tried that? Well, Try on it. Apple, it, yeah, and Apple, it, it virtually works every time. So when you go to a, a site that Apple has saved the password for and you click on password, it'll automatically ask you, do you want the iCloud backup or do you want to use your own password right. program, which I have same, same yeah. thing, Same thing, but that's when you go to the website. I'm talking about if you download an app, let's say for DSW Shoes. Oh, I see what you're saying. You okay. see what I mean? Um, and yeah. yeah, and that's where I find the sticking point. And I, yeah. ne- you know, I'm when I use apps, sometimes, you know, I make up my own complex passwords so I can possibly remember them. <laughs> well, most of on Apple, and you can talk about Android, um, uses Face ID. So most of the apps I use now are utilizing Face ID. So when it comes up for the password, it says, you know, it automatically looks for my face and opens the app. So I don't generally have a problem with that. Okay, so I will jump in here with a shameless commercial. In my book, I have a new book, came out last week, called Android Smartphones for Seniors, but it's not just for seniors. There are tips and tricks on your Android phone that you can really use. It's on Amazon right now, and knock wood, people are buying it. But what I say in the book, and Mark, I know my lots of people will argue with me, I don't use face recognition at all. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a movement to Web 3.0, which we won't get into deeply right now, which says if you are giving data, such as your face scan or your iris scan, you don't know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should be paid because that data gets sold. That data is being used for something. Right. So when you do an app, let's say, uh, we won't pick out a brand name, but and you use your faces scanning, they get that data. Odds are they're going to be selling that data to somebody. And Tim Berners-Lee, the, one of the founders of the Internet, along with Vint Cerf, um, are working on a new plan that in the new web, if they're going to sell your information, that you get paid for it. And I think that's the way it should be so that you have a better choice. So I don't use it at all. Because it's not my job to enrich anybody with my data. Right. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's a smart thing to do. I'm not quite that paranoid about it, but I think you're right. And I think we should all be paranoid about the way (laughs) these things were, you know. So um, there you go. All right, what what is a buy now, pay later app? What's that all about? Uh oh, Marsha's choking. So, um, which uh, she has allergy issues. So, are you okay? I have horrible allergies, and the winds are insane. Yeah, they've been terrible. That we're having in Los Angeles right now. Sorry yeah. about that, folks. Now, where were we? <laughs> uh, buy now, pay later apps. Okay, so this is, a th- I think, really important. Back in the olden, olden days, they used to have something called a layaway plan. Do you remember that, Mark? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so traditional layaway plans, you'd go to a store and you'd put down whatever percentage of the total price, and they would hold the merchandise for you. Right. And you'd go back maybe once a week when you got paid, and and these were interest-free. They didn't charge you any extra, Mm -hmm. and you'd pay a little bit, a little bit more, and when you'd paid off the item... Uh, people, you could pick up the item, which was great. But now this is a new modern twist on layaway plans. They're called Buy Now, Pay Later apps, or BNPL for short. Mm-hmm. And they're called each alternatively. Um, it's a very attractive way, visually, with if you don't think about it, and it says, oh, pay for this over four payments of blah, blah. Nobody adds up how much those four payments add up to, except me, of course. But (laughs) um, if you add them up, you will see there's a fee. And a lot of people don't care that there's a fee, but you should be aware that there is a fee. If you pay off your credit cards at the end of every month, you don't need to be doing this. You know, why pay extra anywhere? But... Weigh in if you have a credit card deal that's, you know, going to give you a low percentage. It may be cheaper than a BNPL app. Have you seen these, Mark, anywhere yeah, sure. you know, when you're yeah, shopping? I, I, uh, I haven't actually used it, but I've seen them. No, I don't use it either that you've got Afterpay, you've got a firm, you've got Klarna. I mean, so point of sale, option of splitting cost, equal installment payments, but you are paying extra. And these companies are raking it in. I do believe that uh, a firm, I saw a little thing on TV about it, and I think Max, who was one of the original founders of PayPal, is part of that organization. So, um, you know, and in the 19th century, this article in Time said, installment plans aren't new. Think the 19th century dollar down and dollar a week offers. Like, who remembers that? (laughs) I want right, to know how old exactly. this writer is. <laughs> yeah, for sure, really. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, this doesn't help your budget. And if you have a budget for sale, you know, for buying holiday gifts, really be be sure to remember and factor in, it's not so much a month, factor in the total cost. Because right. people are using this now to buy trendy fashion, technology, and things they really can't afford. So, you know, beware, be careful, and be sure you can afford it. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, so we, we've we seen in the last year or two, we've seen NFTs, which is, you know, people are buying an NFT, which is what actually stands for non-fungible 
or art of some kind. So it's all virtual. Well, in this case, you know, for example, you might get a Mickey Mantle playing card that's a digital Mm -hmm. version of a card. Mm -hmm. So we had all these kind of strange things, you know, in the world of Bitcoin and something else. Well, apparently a Canadian investment firm purchased a plot of land for nearly, oh, $2.5 million in cryptocurrency. That's not so weird until you find out that it was a digital plot of land. I, I just have a question. Yeah. Is it Why? time for us to re-release the book, The Emperor's New Clothes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's craziness. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you know, I mean, Tokens.com, which decentralizes finance, like DeFi, made the buy on decentral land, a block-based uh, metaverse where currency is spent, or cryptocurrency is spent, for customizing avatars, for getting real estate, for interacting with people. Uh, apparently, according to Tokens.com, it's a 116-parcel estate in the heart of Fashion Street District within decentral, uh, <laughs> decentral land. Uh, it's equivalent to 6,090 square feet of land. It'll be used to hold digital fashion shows, expand e-commerce, uh, and of course, with Facebook recently changing to Metaverse, uh, there's plenty of set of virtual spaces where you can create different things. Okay, I, I, you know, so I can see crazy. where he could monetize this. Yes, for sure. And, and this is like totally. I mean, pull out your weed, folks, because because this, yeah, exactly. this is just you got to be really inhaling to to get to this. But this guy could make some money. Yeah, if he I mean, do, I think they if will. he would rent square feet to e-commerce stores who could do their fashions online. I mean, everybody is just going to end up with a fat ass. I mean, that's just period. (laughs) People are going to be sitting or, you know, just standing, looking through their headsets. Um, What was that great book? Uh, Oh, and it was a movie, too, about a, a world where people pretty much lived in their headsets. And mm, it's it, really popular in the whole thing. I just don't see that as a great future. <laughs> I yeah, really don't. I, you know, it's a there, the, we're, we are in a strange world. There was a TV series. This Ready year, Player Go, I think it was called. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a series this year where when you die, they take your essence, they put you into a computer, and you still think you're alive because you're living in a virtual world in like a retirement community or something, and you're mm-hmm. interacting with people there, but you're dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do it, you know that? How do we know that the person still thinks they're alive? Well, apparently in this show, which was a fascinating show. It's a oh, it was of, a show. Uh, okay. Oh, it was a TV. No, no, this was a TV show. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and live people would talk to the virtual people. It was crazy, but and I wish I could remember the name of it because it was very entertaining. But yeah, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. Again, right now, there's and, a lot to be said for resting in peace. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Leave me alone. Don't go away. Uh, yeah, you know. I don't have to pay bills anymore. Leave me alone. I don't have to deal with your BS anymore. Let me yeah, just rest. Exactly. You know, and while we don't really talk about Bill Cosby anymore, he did do a comedy routine at one time where he said he wanted to, when he died, he wanted his coffin open and he put a recording in it. And as you walk by, he said, hi, it's Bill. Don't I look wonderful? You know, well, you know, they do have and and I didn't look this up or I couldn't give you any information on it, but they do have headstones that do have uh, talking in for talking and video video and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. A little creepy. Okay. You know, leave my pictures. Somebody get hold of my Google Hub. 
my daughter right. or my husband, whomever. Yeah. They yep. can see all the pictures I've taken of the family for the past 20 years. Right. And it's fascinating and fun and a great memory. And I think that's kind of all you need. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, all right, so this was a bit of a surprise. Samsung, which the Galaxy Note series, has been a very popular series through the you know, I, I love Everybody I know who's had a Galaxy Note has loved it. Yeah, I love great it. machines. I yeah, love I mean, it. Go- I have a Galaxy Note 9 that's barely used. I have a Galaxy Note 10 that's barely used. And I love those phones. They're just great yeah. phones. Well, they've been great. I mean, apparently they were released in 2011, which is the original 5.3-inch display. But Samsung, according to the news, will not renew the Galaxy Note series, uh, as opposed to an early report that actually said they were launching a new one in 2022, uh, but that they're going to integrate it into other models like their upcoming S22 series. So I don't know. That, that was a little bit of a surprise. Well, the interesting thing is I rarely use the S Pen, which is interesting. Um, they say the Galaxy 22 Ultra, Ultra will also have a dedicated uh, slot for an S. Will is is said to have a de- supposedly has a slot for the S Pen si- stylus, right, but right. the S21 didn't. It had support. <laughs> I never used the stylus. I just found that the chipset in the Galaxy Note series was always a step ahead of all the other phones. As a matter of fact, I talk about it in my book, <clears throat> Android Smartphones for Seniors. And the 10 is still, if you can buy one of those used or barely used on eBay, what a great phone it is. Yeah. And, you know, they put great technology into those devices, but now they're putting all their money into the flip phones. And the flip phones are cute and adorable, and I love it. But I still th- I think until they bring the price down, I, you know, I don't know. Unless everyone's going to use buy now, pay later to get them, which they're doing. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, the pricing on phones, as we talk about a lot, is outrageous now. You know, the new iPhone Pro Max is $1,500 when you're all in. The, uh, the, uh, dual, what are they called? The, uh, foldable phones are $2,000, $2,300. The prices are But for something, again. for something that's only technically going to last, now I know you, you, you iPhone folk, you, you buy new ones all the time. Yeah, we but have, we're on the those, program. Yeah, exactly. But most people, you know, financially aren't in that position. Um, the, gal- the Android phones generally last four years. And still, amortizing $1,500 over four years is still a lot of money for a phone. It is. It is. Because most people, as I found when I was writing my book, have no idea what one quarter of the, one half of the stuff that's in their phone does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. So this is, I find this a little bit disturbing. AT&T and Verizon are voluntarily agreeing to take precautions to make sure their cell towers that transmit 5G signals during their newly acquired mid-band spectrum won't interfere with aircraft signals. They're saying, no, it doesn't happen. But just the thought that they're talking about, does that make you a little bit Mm -hmm. nervous? I mean, Uh, you you know, know. I've I've said all along. Because I've seen, uh, I've seen 5G. I've seen installations around the world in 5G, and when it's deployed appropriately, that's one thing. Right. But I think in the U.S. there was just such a big frickin' rush to beat other countries. Oh sure. That that they got careless. They didn't think things through. 
because there are two different kinds of bands in a 5G signal, which we're not going to get into the technical portion of it. But I don't think it was thoroughly thought through. Remember when they first, they wanted me to use a phone and, and talk about it on the show? Yeah. And I said, no, you know, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I know that if I stand outside, I can get a rock and signal. Tell yeah. me about when I'm inside. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, and I had, uh, thanks to the company that I hate with a passion, Southern California Edison, who uh, shut down the power in our neighborhood for 30, 40 some hours in the last two We've got to do a whole show on, seriously, a whole show on the power the power outages, which are going to be more and more going into the winter, and I really feel for people in cool, cold parts of the country, and the failure of them applying solar and alternative energy. Well, it's I mean, just <laughs> it's it's absolutely terrible. And now we we went out a year and a half ago and got a generator. So we were a few people in the neighborhood, and you can tell who they are by going out at night when there's a power outage. Some people have it lights and some people don't and uh so we have terrible cell service up here and i this is going back to 5g so wait a minute you have terrible cell service yeah terrible cell no phone, electricity no and bad right. wi-fi exactly <laughs> and oh yeah and our phones go out when the power goes out so our well, at least you have water goes out. yeah well yeah well we got that delivered so that's okay but okay. so i'm using my cell phone and my cell phone on the verizon network which is terrible oddly enough was working and I'm looking at the phone, and all of a sudden, 5G pops up on my phone. And I thought, uh, you know, I haven't seen that before. Uh, and it was not fast. The service was extremely slow. I don't know what 5G or where it picked it up from, but I did pick up a 5G in my house the other day. Would you like a little tip? Yeah, please. Would you, and, and I learned this when writing my book, <coughs> Android Smartphones for Seniors. And it applies to both iPhone and Android. Go into your settings and turn off the 5G, because if you're getting it intermittently, it's going to increase your battery usage right. looking for the 5G signal. So just turn it off. If you get it randomly and it really doesn't give you the magic you want, just turn it off. Right. Yeah, it, it really yeah. kind of surprised me. I, I was surprised to see that pop up in that way. So uh, I don't know. But anyway, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, okay. We... How old are your ears? What does that actually mean? I freaking love this, and I'm not going to play it on the air because did you try it, Mark? No, I haven't tried it yet, no. Oh, my goodness. It's a hearing test, and oh, my God, I started it, and I'm hearing it in my headphones. Uh -oh. uh, go to – it's on YouTube. How old are your ears? Take a listen to find out your hearing age. And Mark, you just click on it while I'm talking. It gives you a tone that goes higher and higher and higher frequencies. Oh, whoa. And whoa. Yeah, Can just keep that? listening yeah. to it. Keep listening yeah. to it. it and loud. it, when you can't hear it anymore is how old your hearing is. And numbers go by on the screen. It's a fun little thing to do. Dig wrote a story on it. You can probably search Dig, how old are your ears, dig.com. And it's a fun thing to do. Luckily, I wasn't damaged by all those rock concerts I went to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think it's a fun thing to do with people you know. You know, and also it's really important because, you know, you think of losing your hearing, you get older, you lose your hearing, and most people have some hearing loss in their life. Yeah, I, and I have none. Kids, 
Yeah, oh, well, you're lucky you. Uh, and the a uh, lot of the kids, through, as you say, through rock music, through loud noises, through whatever, have hearing damage. So you know. Well, you that's what makes this fun. Young. How old are your ears? I, I've posted a couple of times online. Ah, uh, you know what I'll do? I will post this on the Computer and Technology Radio Facebook page, so you all can uh, go yeah, play with be it great. on there. I'll do that yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll you know, right, what happens right now. Right what now, right you're going to search the universe. Yep. And Mark? Oh, I'm sorry. I was not catching what you were trying to say to me. <laughs> I, I thought you were still talking about the hearing story. Yes, right now, it is the time of the show where we search the universe, the planets, and Amazon for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Uh, this is a, this is really is a very good buy. I'm I'm a fan of the Ring Video Doorbell. Uh, I only use one that is out facing to the street, not in facing to my house, obviously. Uh, and it works great. It sends you a video feed when someone rings your doorbell. You get a notice inside like a normal doorbell, but it comes up on a video, so you can actually, if you want to, talk directly to the person, and you don't even have to be at home to do that. You know, So if you want someone to think you're home and they ring your doorbell, yes, hi, how can I help you? You know, and you're sitting in France someplace. So it works really well, I have to say. And this particular one, which is um, bundled with the Echo Dot, so they give you a free Echo Dot along with it. And it's a 1080p HD wired video doorbell, doorbell which I said with two-way talk. It has motion detection. You can set the detection how far out you want it to be. And I actually, on mine, had to shut it down a little bit because it was detecting cars that were driving by, letting me know somebody was at my front door. Uh, and we use the Echo Dot in the house, which is the one that does not have a camera in it because we don't like using things with cameras in our homes because who knows who's yeah, We watching. don't want cameras in our houses. We don't want cameras in our houses. No. I covered, and you did, covered up the uh, camera on yep. my Echo Dot. Uh, or I Echo... covered it up on my laptops and everything else. Right, exactly. So uh, this is available today on Amazon. It's called the Ring Video Doorbell Wired Bundle with the Echo Dot. It is available normally. It's $99.98. You can pick it up today on Amazon for $41.98. Cents. Uh, you're going to say 58 deal. bucks on it. And yeah, it's a really nice uh, device, and uh, I recommend it. Do you, do you use the Ring doorbell? We use the Ring doorbell, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's absolutely. a very nice it's, device. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I recommend it. Because, yeah, like you so, said, I don't want cameras in the house. So, real quick, uh, the next article I found on Dig, I found this article on Dig. It seems in 1997. Wired Magazine wrote an article, 10 Things That Could Go Wrong in the 21st Century. Right. <laughs> and they were spot on. They were, by the way, I posted the hearing test to Computer and Technology Com's Facebook page, so you can go there and test it if you want to, if you want to play around. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And it was very interesting, without going through the whole thing, but they predicted in 1997 tensions between China and the U.S. would escalate to a new Cold War. New technologies turn out to be a bust. They simply don't expand productivity, blah, blah. Russia devolves into a kleptocracy run by a mafia or retreats into quasi-communist nationalism that threatens Europe. Mm. I mean, this is so spot on. Europe's yeah. integration process grinds to a halt. Um and Eastern and Western Europe can't finesse a reunification. 
um, Brexit much? Hello? Major no. ecological crisis causes global climate change that, among other things, disrupts food supply, which is scary, which causes yeah. price increases. This is from yep. 1997. Yeah, this is. Major rise in crime and terrorism that forces the world to pull back in fear. Speaking of crime and terrorism, I don't know what city all of our listeners are listening in, but in the state of California, there are gangs of people, like gangs of like 20 people, Going around yeah. in cars and breaking into stores at night, stealing yeah, everything. Stores, Nordstrom, yeah. And, and yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, the crime. Interesting article though, and that appeared in Wired in 1997. So if you're interested, go look at look it up. It's kind of cool. Well, this is, I mean, this is scary. An uncontrollable plague, a modern day influenza epidemic. Yeah or its equivalent takes off like wildfire, uh, fire killing 200 million people. Now that's Well, let's week, next week we'll talk about the new African variant. Yeah. Because I'm going to England come hell or high water. I've got to see my family. I mean, my family, these are my, the elders of my family, 85 and 95. Yeah. I need to see them. I am going. But bottom line, now there's something new. And I got to tell you, I'm sick and tired of being a pincushion and saying, oh, you need this and you need that and you need another one. You need this. Yeah. I, we may never leave home again. I'm just saying. It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. Get yourself a really good TV and a good home delivery food service and, and right? you're good as it gets. Wow. Yeah, that really is crazy. So, yeah, those are kind of, kind of interesting stories. And, and as you say, really spot on from what happened, uh, you know, over 20 years ago. So, okay. Uh, okay, we're running low on time, so let's talk about Amazon's fake reviews. Yeah, this has always been an issue. It's an issue for everybody, I think. Um, I, I, and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I have my own thoughts on what to do about it. W what do you suggest people do? Well, just so you know, what the deal is, and many of you may have done this, when you buy from an outside seller, a third-party seller who's selling on uh, Amazon, you may get a little card with your thing. That says you can get a free one if you leave an uh, a review, or you can get money, or believe it or not, they even have Facebook groups, you know, private Facebook groups for these right. brands, where if you buy the product, you get free gifts, you'll get uh, gift cards, you get PayPal credit in exchange for a positive review. This is happening, and to me now, the credibility of reviews on Amazon. I have totally, I, I can't even, can't even. I've started, you know, if I have to look at reviews for a particular item, right. I go to the manufacturer's website or other websites because I really feel they may be skewed on Amazon. Yeah. I, I mean, I you know, I always try to look at, a review that has a lot of reviews, like thousands, you know, because in the scammed reviews, they have 200 or they have 150 or something. So I always try to look for the one that has the largest amount of reviews to see what I actually think about it. And now I get, I'm on some kind of list where I've been sent an email saying, if you review our product, we'll give it to you for free. So, so you, you buy go. the product, then they then they send it back. Now you don't they don't require you to do a review on this particular site, but if you do, they'll give you another ten bucks for a review. So it makes you wonder 
you know, how real these reviews are. And I try, and I don't review very many products, but if it's something I like, I will give it a good review. If it's something I don't like, well, but I how much do you do value nothing. your time also? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Think that's about true. that. Apparently, 20 bucks worth because that's what the product costs. So, uh, I don't know. Quick but it, thing yeah, it, are, for the holidays this year, are you spending as much money as you did in previous years? I literally have not spent a dime so far on the holidays. Well, you it's know. interesting. Deloitte, you know, the data company, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did a study this year, a retail survey of 4,315 consumers. And bottom line, consumers say, so many consumers, uh, almost 12% of consumers, say they're not planning any holiday-related spending. And a lot of other people are spending a lot less. Yeah, even so, my, people who made money in the stock market and things like that, right? Um, they're not spending as much. The lower income groups are spending about half of what they used to spend, and this is where we have the problem with Gen Z and some of our younger populace. With the again, the buy now, pay later, yep. but people are not spending because nobody trusts what's going to happen with this pandemic. And, you know, like we were talking about it at home, save money. Save money, don't buy garbage. Well, there you go. And, and another factor in that, too, is there's a supply chain issue. So even if you want to buy something, doesn't mean you can actually get it. Because there are a mm -hmm. lot of, you know, like a PlayStation, for example. Here we are a year out from the release of PlayStation. You still can't easily get a PlayStation. So there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I bought um, you, myself one gift that was ridiculously expensive. It wasn't even, I mean, it's not big like a car or anything. It was ridiculously expensive for what it is. And that was my present to me. Because, you know, we okay, all buy for ourselves over the yeah, holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the one thing. I'm not buying anything else. Yeah. I, and and I I've told really. everybody, you know, you're getting married next year. You know the money I gave you for the wedding? Mm, Merry <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. 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 Yeah, so I mean, you found some uh, some fun and weird gifts. And the first one, of course, I, I've got to love because it is our dear friend, Elvira. So what did you find on Elvira? Well, okay. These gifts are just adorable. And you can find it on Amazon. It's the Elvira Mistress of the Dark Salt and Pepper Shakers, where her boobs come out of her dress as the salt mm, and pepper as shakers. As they always we'll do. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And because my daughter never listens to the show, this is a good thing. I mm. bought these, the lightsaber chopsticks Oh, uh, for Star Wars fans. I mean, anybody who loves Star Wars, these are chopsticks. And if you're a user of chopsticks like I am, you know, I buy them in bulk, seriously. And I have them in the house because I use chopsticks. Okay. But these are lightsaber chopsticks. And that's a cute gift. And when it's I cool. looked it up, when I looked it up, the price was reasonable. Uh, this one I don't even get. It's a fanny pack with Danny DeVito's face on it. Danny now, DeVito, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess there are a lot of Danny DeVito fans, but I no. Guess. Now, important. This could be something important. The mm -hmm. ostrich pillow. Yeah, it's if weird you watched, But if you watched uh, what was Schitt's Creek, yep. you will remember that um, the mom put this pillow thingy over her head to nap. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, that's called the ostrich pillow, and you can buy it on Amazon. So it's it's a gift, and, uh, you know, if somebody 
you got to admit it looks pretty strange. But the last one was my up and up favorite. And a lot of it is sold out on Amazon. I didn't know about this brand. It's called Lester's Fixins. Outrageous, wild, crazy, unique flavor soda pop. So they have bacon soda pop, buffalo wing soda, sweet corn soda, pumpkin pie soda, ranch dressing soda, which might be good with the buffalo wing soda. Maybe. And peanut butter and jelly soda. And it comes in a kit with the various flavors. Hey. Uh, it sounds weird. I mean, the only one that appeals to mean, me is the peanut butter and jelly one. That sounds kind of interesting. But There was one, I, I still think I have a box of it in the garage that I gave out one year for Thanksgiving. And Jones Soda Company oh, had yeah. a well, similar thing years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I still have one of those in the garage because I thought it was ridiculous. But, wow. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. You can buy some fun stuff. Just look for weird things. Google weird gifts and... Uh, Find something different this year. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. All right, so why don't we got a few minutes left? Let's just do a little bit of entertainment news. Um, I have to say, I watched a series on Netflix called True Story with Kevin mm-hmm. Hart and Wesley Snipes, and mm-hmm. the uh, and it's not your typical Kevin Hart funny comedy. It's a murder story, and I finished the first episode and went. Oh, my God. Did not see that coming. And it kind of went that way through, the. I think it was seven episodes. There were about 30-some minutes apiece. And the ending of it was, again, me going, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. So kudos to Kevin Hart, who did a great job in the series. It's almost kind of like his life story. He plays a very famous movie star, a comedian movie star, who gets himself into some trouble. And it's a twist and turn and very, very entertaining. And it's on Netflix right now. Uh, true story. So I like that. Uh, you watching anything? Interesting and great cast, and you wouldn't suspect it at all because these guys are usually funny men. Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's are, over the top. It's on Apple TV. It's called The Shrink Next Door. Mm-hmm. It's dark comedy. It's deep thinking, but funny and drama and interesting. Um, only sixty-seven percent. Disturbing, by the way. Highly. <laughs> it disturbing. is. Be, it's disturbing because doesn't it hit home a lot when you're oh, watching yeah. it and you go, "Oh my, oh my, yes, yep." Well, I, maybe I in know your that. home. <laughs> 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 well, I have yeah. no sisters or brothers, but I have yeah, seen right. uh, sibling relationships, and that's a lot about what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty fascinating. It's not over. I thought it was only supposed to be four episodes, but oh, no, no, it seems to keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's like seven or eight, I think. If I remember. And yeah. Will Ferrell has done a great job on it, and Paul Rudd is is really terrific in everything. Yeah, that he's but you know, it's it, it's not your average Paul Rudd. No, platform. no, it's not. Not at all. No, no, that's really worth uh, watching. I also just started watching uh, Hawkeye, which is on Disney Channel, which is the new streaming uh, Marvel. And he was a Marvel, um, Hawkeye's a character in the Marvel series. And it stars also, um, in addition to Jeremy Renner, who's Hawkeye, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld, I think is her last name. Uh, and it's terrific. She's, I don't know, maybe 18, 19 years old. She's been in a number of different movies. Uh, yeah, Haley Steinfeld. And that's very entertaining, I have to say, uh, so far at least, uh, if you like the Marvel universe and if you can actually remember anything 
from one movie to the next because that's the big issue with a lot of these movies. They come out, and then two years later, the sequel comes out, and you're supposed to remember what happened. Uh, do you watch any of those? So I have a question, and it, it's kind of uh, online with this. You know we binged The Sopranos, which was yeah. definitely a worthwhile endeavor, which I recommend to everyone. You know, watch a couple, three a day. I don't know. Okay, two a day. Okay, yeah. And get through the whole thing, and seeing it in sequence, you don't forget <laughs> like well, you yes. would have. Yes, you know, you're right. From seasons, you don't forget, and you follow the story a lot better. Um, yeah. But they have that prequel that came out. Have you seen it? Was it was okay, yeah. The it Legends was okay. of uh, something or other? Yeah, it was, it was uh, him, uh, Tony Soprano as a child. Right. Growing up. Uh, Kurt calls it Baby Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, that's true. And yeah, how was, was it? It was okay. I, you know, I hadn't, I was one of those that watched The Sopranos. I watched about, I don't remember how many seasons, how many seasons were of The Sopranos? I don't know, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I, <laughs> I watched, lot. I'm going to say the first three or four seasons, and then suddenly I just kind of lost interest in it, and I stopped watching it. Um, and I did not stay with it. I know the ending because they've talked about it endlessly, but I've never really done much with that before. And uh, and the movie was okay. You don't have to have seen the series to see the, the movie. Uh, but I Do we have to any... see the movie after we see the series? No. No, that's kind of a standalone thing. I mean, you probably okay. should watch the movie. Theoretically, you should watch the movie first because it's Tony Soprano as a kid, and it talks about how he becomes... Well, I kind of thought you'd have more insight. Oh, nah, I got there's nothing. the music, hey, dude. that's it for us. Everybody have a safe week. We'll see you next weekend. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen, and thank you for listening to us. Please tell your friends because we're here every week with tech news and fun tips. Reach out to us, please, on our Facebook page. We want to hear from you. Have a great week, happy holidays, and enjoy. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.